Hear now the word of the Lord. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. Everything that the Father gives me will come to me, and anyone who comes to me I will never drive away. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. This ends our reading of sacred scripture. May God bless our understanding of it. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Every holiday comes along with at least one perfect symbol. Halloween has jack-o'-lanterns, Thanksgiving has turkeys, Christmas has trees. And for me, the perfect symbol of Memorial Sunday is a bowling ball. Not just any bowling ball. Lloyd Comerford's bowling ball. You don't know Lloyd Comerford, and actually, I didn't know Lloyd Comerford. He died several months before I became the pastor of South Bay Christian Church about 18 years ago. His widow, I looked up, she's 102. I didn't know a lot about him, really. His lovely wife, Thelma, was one of my parishioners. She was a colorful, is a colorful woman, literally. She often wore green eyeshadow. And when I preached, she would nod and say amen. And I loved that as a preacher. If anybody wants to be a Thelma, you go right ahead. I actually attended her, maybe her 90th? No, it couldn't have been her 90th birthday party. One of her birthday parties. And I honored her by wearing green eyeshadow. But Lloyd, I didn't know. I knew he was from Oklahoma. I knew he had worn cowboy boots to worship. And I knew that he had served on the church's evangelism committee for decades. And I knew he liked to bowl because his personally monogrammed bowling ball was on permanent display in my study. You see, early in my tenure as the pastor of that community, I had courageously, or perhaps foolishly, selected the largest package during a white elephant gift exchange. As the church members howled with laughter, 
I unwrapped a bowling ball so heavy I could barely lift it, let alone take it down to the local lanes to try for a few strikes. Instead, I rolled it into my office where it enjoyed a second career as a religious symbol, a tangible reminder of the communion of saints. A lot of people these days prefer to practice their spirituality apart from organized religion. I think they're afraid someone's going to tell them what they have to believe or that the human institution of the church will drown out the holy rumblings of the divine. But choosing individualism over institution means they miss out on one of the most glorious aspects of organized religion, community. I would be unspeakably lonely if I were the only believer in my personal religion. I need a community of faith with whom to pray and eat and laugh and cry and on occasion exchange goofy gifts. I need the sustaining presence of the communion of the saints, all Christians who confess their faith in Christ and endeavor to live as his disciples. But the lesson of the bowling ball and the meaning of the tolling bell is this. The community of believers doesn't only include the people who populate the pews today. It also includes the multitude who have gone before us. The name really gives it away. Memorial Sunday is rather like a funeral. At a memorial or funeral service, we gather to worship God and remember the life of a loved one with thanksgiving. Only on this day, instead of focusing our attention on one departed soul, we recall many. We honor all saints, all souls, beginning with the ones who have most recently departed, but stretching back to include all our spiritual ancestors. And memorials are about more than remembering. A Christian funeral not only celebrates the life of the person who has died, but also proclaims the good news of Jesus Christ. Our sacred scriptures teach, death does not have the final word. Death does not have the final word. Through Christ, we are invited into the realm of eternity. The scriptures reveal that death is but a gate to life fulfilled beyond our imagining. And so on this day of remembrance, we don't only look into the past toward those who have gone before us. It might sound funny, but today, we remember the future. 
We remember the future we share with the whole communion of saints. When it is our time, we too shall cross over to the mystery and glory of what is to come. And so it is. Just as Memorial Sunday is reminiscent of a Christian funeral, Christian funerals are reminiscent of Easter. We use the same vocabulary in a memorial and on Easter Sunday. It all comes back to resurrection. The resurrection of Jesus Christ may be a unique event in the history of creation for now, but the scriptures swear this will not always be the case. You heard those words from the Gospel of John. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that has been given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. Maybe it's because I'm a person who tends to lose things, but I love that one of the things we can say about Jesus is that he will lose nothing. He will lose nothing. No misplaced saints, no unredeemable sinners, no lost souls. Jesus is charged to lose nothing, to shepherd his people toward a day of resurrection for all. And on that day, we will not hear a bell of mourning. We will hear a trumpet blaring a song of triumph. On that day, we will feast with the whole communion of saints, eating our fill of the bread of life and drinking deeply of the cup of forgiveness. As for me, when I imagine that day, I hope to run into Lloyd Comerford in the line for seconds. I hope to finally have a conversation with Bob Kemper about writing and ministry. I hope to share a cup of tea with one of my grandmothers and a nice cold beer with the other. I hope that you practice your own sacred imagination as you consider that feast, as you remember that future. There is a wonderful poem by Mitch Finley I want to share because it sums up the spirit of Memorial Sunday with grace and with humor. He writes, the Christian doctrine of the communion of saints is simple, really. All it says is that once you buy the farm, you can still live on the farm. All it says is that those who have gone before us are still with us. All it says is that past generations still count, 
and must be taken into account. In other words, we're all in this together. All of us. May it be so. Amen. It is fitting that we now turn our hearts and our attention to the table. This is the Feast of Remembrance, the table where all people are welcome, all. Christ himself is the host, and we understand that we not only commune with those who are here in this space or joining us from their rooms, but we commune with all Christians everywhere, all Christians in all times and all places. Everyone is welcome. Let us pray. Gracious God, pour out your spirit upon these gifts of the table and on your children. With a simple cup filled with hope, with bread broken in love, you make a feast for us. As we open our hands to receive your grace, may we go forth to use them in service to all around us. As we receive the hope of your spirit, may we discover our hearts to be as broken as yours by the injustices of our world. As we receive the gift of mercy, and forgive us, forgiveness. Give us the strength to go and sin no more. Let this communion meal transform us. Amen. It was on the night that Jesus was betrayed that he shared a meal with friends. He took bread, giving thanks for it, and blessed